Hello, everyone. Thanks for joining us, and welcome to the Yield Mastermind Talks podcast. With your host, Philip Randazzo. What's going on, Yield Mastermind Talks podcast? This is your host, Philip Randazzo. And today we have another one of our very special, exclusive, one-on-one interviews with successful, high achievers that you guys look forward to every week, or at least it's what I look forward to every single week. And this is with someone that you guys are going to learn a ton from. I'm super, super excited to bring in this interview. And this interview took place with, with my friend Thomas Typinski. And I'll just read the bio here for you guys. Thomas is an Army veteran and serial entrepreneur. He successfully used his leadership skills learned in the military to create a lifestyle business that leverages economic displacement in order to provide low-cost, high-quality software development services to an international client portfolio. And let me just tell you guys that that doesn't even cover the half of it. Thomas was a part of the Special Forces Unit in the Army. He was also a part of a a team that worked at the White House that basically traveled with the president to protect him. He has uh, started a couple different businesses. One, the dominant approach does search engine optimization and a lot of marketing stuff. He's the founder of Peak Physique Pro, which is an app that's available for, for iPhones Um, I don't believe it's available yet for Android, but it's basically, as he describes it, an Instagram meets calorie counter. I mean, this guy is a high-level dude. He's an entrepreneur to the max. Actually, during the interview credits, a lot of his success to Tim Ferriss, or at least a lot of his lifestyle planning to reading the four-hour workweek by Tim Ferriss. And guys, let me just tell you, he shares a lot more insight a lot more learning experience that he experiences that he learned throughout his life. He talks about some of the low points that he hit after becoming an entrepreneur. He talked about, you know, leaving the military and taking a job that was six figures that he didn't enjoy, that just didn't fulfill that that passion that he had. He left all that to become an entrepreneur. Guys, this is a story that you don't want to miss. And I'm just gonna I'm just gonna quit the talking and let you guys dive right in. So guys. Here is my interview with Mr. Thomas Typinski. I hope you enjoy. All right. Hello, guys. This is your host, Philip Randazzo, and thank you for tuning in to the Yield Mastermind Talks podcast. Today, we have a very special guest, and that is Mr. Thomas Typinski. Thomas, how's it going? Everything's good. How about you, man? It's going good. It's going good. Thank you for coming on the show. I'm glad to have you on. Yeah, no, I've been waiting. I'm pretty happy about it. Awesome. Awesome. Cool. So, Thomas, if you wouldn't mind, um, I'm sure the people listening uh, probably have little to no information about who you are and kind of how you got to, to this point in your life. So, if you wouldn't mind just kind of giving, you know, the bullet point story, um, you know, as far as how you got to, to this point in your life. Uh, sure. Quick synopsis. Quick, quick synopsis. I, uh, was just a scrawny computer nerd in high school. Uh, had a, a scholarship to a degree, a computer science degree in Michigan for um, for a four year program. And right around that time was when September 11th happened. So it kind of shifted my focus and made me want to be a part of something a little bit bigger and do things a little bit differently than other people did it and get some hands on training. So I joined the military 
Uh, I joined the military, the army, with the intention of just um, doing computer stuff, but ended up, um, they gave me a top secret clearance. And so my first unit was a special forces unit. Um, because of that clearance, I also got to go to a special assignment in D.C. at the White House, travel around with the president. Uh, and all that was good, but I've always had an entrepreneurial itch. And being in the military, having a boss, and people that are telling you what to do, telling you how to do it, and maybe they aren't really qualified to be telling you what to do. They're just kind of been in service a little bit longer. Uh, I just uh, wanted to go out on my own. So I <clears throat> I did take a job as a government contractor straight out of the military, was making six figures. Um, wasn't really too hard of a job, was uh, kind of just really, really boring, was banging my head against my desk every day, just, mm. you know, this is not what I wanted to do. Was in, I was in cubes, and I saw that there were, you know, former military members that retired that were there that were just collecting a paycheck, and everybody seemed so miserable. And, um, you know, that was when I kind of realized that money wasn't everything. And... Um, at that same time, around that same time, I read a book by Tim Ferriss called Four Hour Work Week. And I've always been into, you know, all those self development books. I read Rich Dad, Poor Dad when I was like 11 or 12 years old, mm-hmm. How to Win Friends and Influence People when I was really young. And um, Four Hour Work Week just gave me um, the idea of the vision of, you know, how to create my lifestyle. Lifestyle by design is a lot of one thing that he says. And, and I, I wanted to design my life. And so since then, I've been you know, creating little businesses. I've uh, had f- five different businesses, actually, since then. Some successes, some failures. Uh, but all of them were focused on lifestyle. So being able to be mobile, being able to make money while I sleep. Um, so something something uh, term that Tim Ferriss brings out is, he, he says, uh, NR or the new rich. So not necessarily yeah. having $100 million in the bank although that would be nice and I can see some windfalls happening sometimes, but more having money revenue just coming in from different streams uh, that I don't have to put much effort into. That's always there. So that's, that's really what I'm working on and what I like to talk, talk about to other people and you know, help, help when other people are starting businesses. So yeah, for the last seven years, I've been an entrepreneur and, uh, you know, been through a lot to get me to this point to, to have the skills to, to be successful right now. So, yeah, that's incredible. That's, that's incredible. And so, uh, first of all, let me say thank you for your service. And I'm I'm curious, do you uh, what what was the the biggest thing that you learned? You know, b- being around, like being at the White House and being involved in uh, security with the president. Like, what was the biggest thing you learned doing that job? Um, I think that the there's two things that stick out to me that I can tell when I'm working with people that have never been in the military before. Uh, that kind of sets me apart. And that is, one is paying attention to small details. And that doesn't necessarily come from just high-profile jobs like working at the White House. But anyone that's been in the military that's had to clean their room to a white glove standard or make their bed to a quarter brown standard or shine their boots you know, so that they can see their own reflection, those those things that um, almost every military member has, if they've you know ever put any type of effort into to succeeding in the military, and it, it's just I see it all the time. Really, there's like the, you know, a lot of people that show up to work just to collect a paycheck. They're not entrepreneurial in their job, and they do not pay attention to small details or try to overcome obstacles. So, you know, that, that paying attention to small details is is um, one 
very big, one very, very big thing uh, as far as what I learned from the military. And uh, another one is integrity. So most of what I know and what I feel about integrity has to do with uh, the military. Some of it has to do with some courses that I've taken, but really just learn that um, integrity isn't just about like being a good person for the sake of going to heaven or something like that. Uh, it's about, you know, like really nothing works, you know, and, and it's not about me trying to be self-righteous or anything like that. It's about, I want to have a good life that works, you know? So in my relationships with other people and my relationships in biz business and my contracts in my word and my negotiations, I want to always have integrity so that, um, you know, I want to be able to, to be somebody who's relied on, but also I want a solid foundation in, in my relationships and in my projects to make sure that as they grow, they don't fall apart. Yeah, man, that is such a critical point because I know for me personally, I've, I've kind of dealt with that where, you know, integrity seems like something that, um, you know, comes from church or, you know, with, with regards to like religion and all that stuff, like you mentioned. And I'm, that's just a great point. You know, I think having that in relationships and business, you know, conversations and everyday ventures is, is critical to success. And so to, to have learned that is, is pretty awesome. And so, you know, after you, you left the military, you said you had a, you know, you took a government contractor job, you know, what was, what were some of the things in that position that you learned that you, you realized that you never wanted to do again in your life? Uh, it just seemed like everyone there was doing the very minimum that they could to be able to get a paycheck and continue to have a job, you know, but still uh, to still get by. There was just no, I don't know, there was no hunger. There was no fire of like or passion for the things that they did, you know, and there's just so much like, I think everybody's disgruntled when they have to do a job that they don't really want to be doing or that doesn't grow mm -hmm. themselves personally and it just and i really can't think of anything specifically as far as day-to-day -day tasks but it just seemed like it was always like fighting against the grain that there was no uh no no grease that kept everything going outside of just making sure that you know the minimum was done to make sure that you know they they got a paycheck that was it and i didn't i wanted to have my own assets and, and really just be my own man i wanted to be an owner and it's something that I've always wanted, but that was, the, I mean, really the crash of 2008, 2009 happened. They gave me a 3% raise when I knew that I could be worth a lot more than that. Mm -hmm. And everyone that was saving for a really long time, uh, their, their, um, 401ks just got cut in half overnight. You know, some of it came back over time, but everyone is just relying on everyone else to take care of themselves. And I, at that moment said, I want to take care of myself. I need to. I, and this is one thing that I learned right when I was transitioning that people think that they can have a job and that provides security. But I think the only security that you can have is giving it to yourself. You know, as an entrepreneur, I feel like in any situation I can make money. I can, I can sell something. I can, provide value to another person to be able to provide for myself. Uh, and I think that that asset is something that nobody can take away from me, no matter what position, no matter what job I'm doing. So I don't, I, I would have never been able to get that uh, had I stayed in that job. Yeah, that man, <laughs> that, that is fantastic. And so 
with that, you know, you, you have this job and, um, you decide that you want to take the leap and, and, you know, have ownership in something and become an entrepreneur, you know, what was the scariest part about that for you? When the bill collector started calling me, <laughs> uh, the society says that all of these things are right and wrong and it's, um, the mental stress that happens when you're trying to go through all that and grow through all of that, it just takes a lot of a lot out of you. I mean, there were, I was in a dark place for a while because you know I just thought I'm an entrepreneur now, I'm my own man, and I acted like it, and I went out and spent money like it when really I wasn't even making any money. It was just I could call myself an owner, but I really wasn't an owner. I wasn't doing the things to own my own life. I wasn't waking up early in the morning and taking care of what I needed to do. I just thought that I had already made it. And then when the money was running out and I was a couple months past due on my house and bill collectors were calling me, it was just a extremely uncomfortable situation. Thing is I never wanted to go back to a job. I never, I never did go back to a job. You know, there was so, so in turn, there was a good amount of time in the beginning where I just couldn't even answer my phone. I had to keep it in the other room. People were calling me. I, owe, I mean, I owed them money. I didn't have it, you know, but I just said, okay, I got to have to have groceries. I got to take care of me first. So yep. I, I got pulled away from all credit cards or relying on anybody else. You know, it was all the hardest way possible and definitely not something that I would suggest to other people to do it that route. But for me, you know, it was, it was what, um, it was what I needed. I needed to be able to feel that pain in order to know, you know, the value that come out of it. Yeah. Yeah. And that's a lot of times it's, you know, and I, that, you know, I have a similar situation, like in my life, you know, went through some hardships and it was never anything that I'd wish upon anybody else. But at the same time, having gone through it really helped shape me and helped me to learn some lessons that are totally invaluable that you can't learn any other way. So, you know, to have to, for you to have learned that, you know, I'm at the, the young age that you did. Now you can use that and, you know, I'm sure that's that stuff is still helping push you forward in a way that, you know, other people, you know, don't have. So I think that's awesome. And, you know, if you wouldn't mind sharing a sharing a story of, you know, like maybe your first big win as an entrepreneur or your first big sale or even your first sale in general, you know, how did had that come about and how'd that feel? Yeah, I um, was actually just talking about this the other day, but I was um I went to a networking event and I, I met this gentleman. I don't remember what his name is, but he introduced me to one of his clients. Um, and it was a really, really weird niche. They did like scientific biological testing or something like that. And it was weird. And my company was providing search engine optimization services. So I had to optimize their website for all types of weird terms that <laughs> I, I just never even heard of before. But you know, so I, I was researching for this meeting. He, he got me a meeting with this guy. I was researching, you know, the whole product and the, the market and everything. And it was really confusing to me and, and very intimidated. I was not confident going to the meeting, but I, I came prepared with some type of analysis to show him what the advantages could be for him working with me. And our know, product was good. It's just I never sold it before. So I didn't have yeah. much confidence to sell it. And I remember I was just like, so scared and anxious talking to him and the meeting went well and you know before that i my house was almost in foreclosure you know there was a lot of bills that i was behind i was you know feeling very desperate and like 
wondering if this was what I was supposed to be doing. And right there on the spot, he wrote me a check for $2,000. And I walked out to my car afterwards and I just cried. I was like, man, you know, it was like for a lot of different reasons. It was a sense of relief. It was like, wow, you know, someone believed in me enough to to give me the, the money to start it. And wow, this is actually going to work. You know, it was just, I do remember that vividly. It was, you know, that was my first two, my first check for business was a $2,000 check. And it was just, I don't know, it was just really a... Uh, I don't know, I guess emotional, emotional moment. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm sure after that point, um, I, I would imagine that business potentially got a little easier for you to do. Like, you know, after seeing that first check roll in, maybe things started to snowball a little bit for you just as far as business goes. Yeah. I I mean, I would have liked it to happen a little bit faster, but, (laughs) um, I, there's a lot to learn you know, in business. I mean, I think that there's a big balance when you transition from, uh, you know, having a job and collecting a paycheck to being an entrepreneur. And it's a lot more than people that, than people understand, you know, just the fact of having the confidence to be an entrepreneur and a businessman and, and sell and be a salesman. I spent so much time watching seminars and listening to recordings and reading books, just trying to prepare myself. But then it got to the point where I made an excuse not to go sell or not to do business because I thought I didn't know enough when really all I needed to do was go out there and and work and sell and be confident and and just be willing to fail, be willing to have people say no to me. You know, so, um, it wasn't really an immediate snowball. I mean, obviously there was definitely business that came after that, but still I wasn't quite, you know, with that, with that one client, I wanted to do so good with that client that I still went back and tried to learn more. And and plus it was like a $2,000 a month, $2,000 a month contract. So I was like, okay, I'm okay for a little bit, you know, but I should have just kept pushing in hindsight, but you know, it wasn't just an immediate, like, light switch oh i got my first check and now i'm all of a sudden this like blossomed entrepreneur it (laughs) still took a lot after that to to be able to be comfortable in my own shoes yeah well that i mean that's that's great information for you know for me i'm a young entrepreneur and everyone out there listening that's great information and then is there anything else in hindsight looking back that that you wish you would have changed or potentially that you could have done differently that that might have helped bring you success a little quicker or a little bit more efficiently or just, you know, maybe it was just going through everything you went through that, that kind of taught you what you know now to, to, to bring you to this point. Yeah, absolutely everything. And I, I continue to learn. I mean, I, you know, I was in a special forces unit. I went to Iraq. I was traveling around the world with the president. I learned a ton. You know, there was a lot that I learned about being a man, but that kind of gave me the baseline. I didn't really experience exponential growth as a man, as a human until I started to be an entrepreneur and fight through the trenches and the difficulties of all that. So I still continue to learn. But I mean, I would say the the biggest thing out of anything is to sell, to sell, to go out there and sell. And it's so crazy that we're so afraid to go and talk to people sometimes, you know, like when you're out in the dating scene to go and talk to a pretty girl that you like, or a pretty guy that you like, or whatever. And, or, you know, in sales, trying to pick up the phone and call somebody. But these are people that you won't ever see again, most yeah. likely. And regardless of the thing that whatever you said, however the situation pans out, 
it's going to make you grow. It's just I'm 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 at odds with the society and and the way that school teaches you that like you need to get an A and you need to be on time and you need to be a certain place when the bell rings because I think psychologically it just messes with us that if someone says no to us and we fail then we suck as humans but really that's like the only place that growth happens and so and it took a long time I'm still scared of sales sometimes that you know just to pick up the phone but it's it's much easier now it's just I, I think you know the one skill that I would say that people need to just get over themselves is just, just go out and sell and go out and talk to people. And even if you don't know what the hell you're doing, just look like an idiot. Just go <laughs> and look like an idiot. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure that's, I mean, I can only imagine, you know, like you mentioned, exponential growth can come from there because, and that's one of the things that my dad talks to me a lot about is, you know, sometimes I, I get, I get down, I'm about to go try and sell, you know, a fitness or, or nutrition package to somebody and, you know, I think, oh, well, I, what if what if they have something going on that I don't know enough about? And, you know, I I just talk myself out of it. And it's so dumb because if all I would go out and do is just go talk to people, it would come so much easier. And I'd learn so much more than just kind of, you know, hiding in the backgrounds, hoping that someone comes knocking on my door and wants business when that's not how it works at all. So, um, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So. So Thomas, you know, you, you mentioned that you had a lot of personal growth throughout throughout this whole process. You know, what were some of the the top things that you know you noticed a huge growth in personally after you know becoming an entrepreneur? I would say that I'm pretty unshakable. Um, a lot of things can be going on, but there's not much that is a catastrophe for me. I mean, I do meditate. You know, stress happens regardless of whether or not you're tough or or seasoned or not. And so I, I, I like to meditate to get my stress off in the morning and, and in the middle of the day. But, you know, there could be situations where, you know, we owe some of our consultants money and we, you know, projects aren't going on deadline and new projects are coming in and a customer complains and, you know, then all the other personal things that are going on at the same time. And I'm really good at being able to detail all the things out and just take action on them in in an order of priority of what's going on instead of freaking out and you know I used to really just hide from the world just not do anything and and I don't know if I was hoping that it would go away I don't really know what the hell I was thinking but and there was just like months where I would just like hide out and borrow money and try and figure out how to you know live when I wasn't, I wasn't doing anything for myself, you know, and, and I don't do that anymore, you know, so I think that just came from the hardships that just came, you know, when, when bill collectors are calling you and stuff, there's like a lot of stress of, oh my God, I'm not paying my bills, blah, blah, blah. But then you realize like, pay yourself first, take care of yourself first. You know, you're in control of your own life. You prioritize who gets money, who gets, you know, who gets your time and your attention and and you get the, it's, it's, a whole evolutionary process that you have to feel and really is you have to go through some pain in order to to grow through but in the end you're like you know an unshakable person that is able to overcome pretty much any adversity wow that yeah that is that's incredible information and advice for for everybody out there listening because i know personally i'm i'm going through that right now and i just think it's 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 awesome to hear that and you know just to to be to have something that you're doing and to just believe in yourself at that level, 
is something that people need to need to do you know a lot more often than than they do it's just it's incredible to me how many people are you know they don't love themselves they're down on themselves they don't believe in themselves i mean that's it's it's very it's very concerning to me the the amount of people that that are that way um and and you know speaking on that you know i i was that way you know and i'm st- i still have moments myself but you know going through processes like this and learning experiences like this getting out of your comfort zone you know not being the deer in the headlights i think that's the only way you can learn and you know the, you're you're explaining that is just a testament to it and um you mentioned meditation and is there is there anything else that you do on a day-to-day basis kind of like your daily ritual um that you know helps set you set yourself up for success uh yeah yes there are different things that i've that i've uh, done over the years but i i've been pretty steady with um this this one routine that i've been doing for a while and and when i do it my day goes great and when i don't do it i'm all over the place um and I, you know I, I think you probably heard it before a million times but the biggest thing is to stay the hell away from your phone for a while, you know until at least mid afternoon don't don't be pulled around you know you know and have other people directing you and texting you and telling you that you need to pay attention to this and that. But, um, you know, I, so I set my phone aside and then I, I start off with some meditation, 20 minutes of transcendental meditation. And then I just make sure that I get some good food, you know, make sure that I have all, all my macros covered. Um, and then I do something called the Pomodoro technique, which is a productivity tool. Um, so I have a list of everything that I need to do for that day. And the first thing I do is just write down, everything you know doesn't matter it's not a list of priority it's just this is all the thing these are all the things that i need to do and i write them down and then i then i prioritize them on you know how i need to do them how i need to get them done and try and group them together if there are phone calls i need to make i want them all to be done in a certain at a certain at the same time and then the pomodoro technique is basically you take 25 minute blocks of time to do the tasks that you do so i say you know if i'm starting my tasks at nine and nine in the morning. I'll say from nine until nine twenty-five. I'm doing task A, nine, and then I take a five-minute break in between, and then nine thirty to nine fifty-five. I do task B, and then I take a five-minute break, and then after I do five pomodoro. So each twenty-five-minute block of time is a pomodoro. Every after I do five pomodoros, I take a twenty-five-minute break. Um, sometimes I take longer, like an hour and a half, just to because that'll be like my lunch time or something like that. Mm-hmm. But um, that really helps me to make sure that I'm focused on the most important things and also that I'm just keeping going, you know, keeping accountable that I don't get distracted. So I put my headphones in and I use a, a, an app on my computer called Pomodoro Timer. And so I can hear the ticking of the, of the seconds go by. So it kind of puts me into the zone to just know that I need to be focusing on a task and I don't go to Facebook and I don't go to any social media. I just focus on whatever it is I'm doing at that time. And then if the the timer goes off, I got a five minute break. I get up, walk around a little bit, go to the bathroom, come back and start the timer back up and do the next Pomodoro. Um, you know, also like I never, I'm never the same if I don't hit the gym. I I don't know if anyone's like that. um, I'm totally like that. I'm, I'm a different person. If there's like a few days that I haven't went to the gym, then I'm just, uh, my mind, my body, my my mood is much different. So I don't really like to go to the gym in the morning, uh, but I just like to make sure that I go at least um, almost every day, at least five days a week, just to kind of 
keep everything, keep all my uh, my emotions and my my physical my physical performance in check. Yeah, that and that's something <laughs> that's something that I I need to do on a on a you know probably about five days a week also because it just man like I had a I had a uh, you know a little spurt where I think it was maybe two or three weeks where I didn't hit the gym and wow like mood was totally all over the place mental clarity was all over the place it really makes a huge difference and for everybody listening I'll link to all the things that that Thomas is mentioning like the transcendental meditation and um, you know the Pomodoro app and all that stuff I'll link to that in the show notes is there anything I'm not super familiar with transcendental meditation I know my dad does it um, but is there something you're listening to or is, is it a specific technique Do you have to sit a specific way How, what does that look like um well it's totally non-religious for one and just say that because a lot of people think that meditation has something to do with uh, buddhism or something like that it's not um and the way that tm works is basically they you go there they give you training and they give you a mantra which is just the sound that you say in your head you never say it out loud you just say it in your head and you basically say it over and over and over again and it kind of um helps you to drift into another level of consciousness that I feel like I can feel stress bubbling off of me. And it, you kind of go in and out of that, of that level of consciousness. So when I'm able to remember and say and repeat the mantra, I'm kind of bringing myself down into a deeper level. And then all of a sudden there's a point where I forget that I'm meditating and I just kind of thinking about things or things bubbling up or maybe even I'm always sitting upright. So I'm not really sleeping, but maybe I'm like uh, just not there. I'm like in a, in a different place. I feel like that's when all the stress is getting released. And then, and then I might come up and I, and then I remember I'm meditating and I start saying the mantra again and then it brings me back down and back up. So it's like a up and down bubbling of, of stress release and, and, and uh, uh, kind of focusing and centering my thoughts and then after 20 minutes, I just I I know kind of when 20 minutes is, and it's weird. After I've been doing it for so long, I almost know exactly when 20 minutes is. There's no timer or anything like that. Jeez. And then uh, and then um, I I take two minutes to come out of it. So I stop the mantra and I just kind of uh, let myself come back into the present moment. And you don't necessarily need to go through tm.org. You might want to just like read a little bit about the method, but they're going to give you a mantra and really what you can do is just say some word over and over again, something that's neutral. Like you can say the number one, just one, 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 just say it over and over again and it'll take you into that same level of consciousness. Um, but yeah, that, that's that it, it was something, the reason why I say that you don't have to go is because it's, they, they, you have to pay for training through tm.org, but I didn't have to because they gave it to veterans for free because they were doing some type of study at the time. So that's awesome. You know, instead of having to pay, you know, I think sometimes it's like $1,500. So instead of having to pay that, you know, you could just, just do it yourself. But the biggest thing is like fighting against the urges of think you think about these things. You think like, oh, I need to text this person because I got it in my head or I need to write this down. You got to just it's the whole point is to fight against those urges and get through the 20 minutes and try and continue to focus on the mantra. So I think just that practice for anyone being able to sit still and not react to the thoughts that are coming onto their mind for 20 minutes, it will, will provide them with a, a huge benefit. Yeah, that's that's incredible. Thank you for sharing. That actually provided uh, more clarity for me because, you know, you 
there's so much information out there on meditation and different forms of meditation. And so I, I love hearing people's personal, you know, examples of, of what they do because it, it makes things, it, it, you know, for lack of a better term, it totally just dumbs things down. It doesn't make it all complicated and, you know, kind of woo-woo. It's just, you know, take 20 minutes. Don't, you know, fight against the urges. Cause that, and that's something that happens to me when I lay in bed at night, too, is I'll be, you know, I'll lay down to go to sleep and, oh, I'm supposed to text this person. Oh, I got to send this email. And these things just pop up. And it's just to be able to get those things out of your mind would be totally beneficial to everybody. So thank you for sharing that. And then, you know, with that, um, we'll kind of segue into Peak Physique Pro, which is uh, an app that you've developed. And so, you know, have you always been into fitness? And, uh, you know, how did the idea for this app come about? Yeah. Um, before I was born, my dad was involved in bodybuilding. He was a competitive bodybuilder, didn't compete much. I think he was in like one or two shows, but still a lot in the industry. And so he had, he created a company called Dream Video and it basically videotapes the competitors and then they buy the tape to see how they did so that they can do better next time. So it's mm. kind of funny. I've always been involved in bodybuilding, definitely got really serious with it once I, um, or fitness, I would say, not as much bodybuilding, but fitness. Actually, the point is just for me to look good naked and be healthy. Yep. Um, but um, I've, I've been involved with it for a long time, but not really too worried about the bodybuilding. And then when I was turning 30, I wanted to be in the best shape of my life. And so I, I signed up for a bodybuilding competition. And I realized how much I didn't know about nutrition and manipulating my own body through nutrition and workouts. You know, for example, I did not eat any type of carbs at all before the show because I was trying to look as lean and ripped as possible. Mm -hmm. um, but then on the day of the show, I saw guys that were eating huge bowls of dry oatmeal with peanut butter and jelly on top. Mm -hmm. And some guys were eating like um, Sour Patch Kids and... I didn't, I mean, like this was like a whole new world I was stepping into when, you know, they're eating this sugar to try and spike their insulin and make them look more vascular. And, you know, the carbs I didn't realize, but if you eat carbs without drinking water, the carbs go into your muscles and act like sponges and suck the excess water out into your muscles so you look fuller. So mm. for me, a guy who stepped on stage with no carbs in my body, I looked very flat. So six months of work that I put in, I didn't look half as good as I'm big and full and ripped as, as I normally did because I didn't have carbs in my body. It's funny. You know, it's like I would have gotten two or three, four positions higher if I would have eaten a pizza the night before, <laughs> you know, or, or before, you know what I mean? And just yeah. not drink water. It's crazy, but that, you know, so it really interested me. And I didn't really learn about like all the different facets of that until right at the end of my training. And so I tried to track it with just pen and paper. And take picture of myself so I'd like look at everything that I was eating and compare it to the way that I looked because it wasn't just like you know Monday I looked a certain way and then Friday I looked a little bit different it was like 10 in the morning I would look one way excellent then you know, at lunchtime I'd look another way and then after my work I'd look another way then before bed I'd look another way and it was never really consistent so I couldn't tell what was making me look my best and so I created peak physique as a way for people, first it was just for bodybuilders to be able to track everything that they're putting in their body so that they don't have the problem I had and they know exactly what makes them look their best. So mm -hmm. they do that same thing. They step on stage and they place where they should place. 
but then it turned into over time people can track how the macronutrients protein fat and carbohydrates are affecting their their fitness goals as a whole so are is it helping them to lose weight over time is it helping them to gain muscle over time and also it's a social network so there's no place where i could go on the internet to t- to figure out exactly what these professionals are doing the guys who have it down pat and so i thought if i create a social network i can see exactly what these other people that know what they're doing are doing and i can just duplicate it i can just you know whenever they whenever i see that somebody looks super vascular and ripped i look you know back on their on their last few days of their posts and see what they've been eating and how they've been eating it and i could say you know i could do the same thing and i could have the same type of success so um, that's that's basically what it is. It's like an Instagram meets a calorie counter. So you post a picture of yourself, but there are attachments to each post of the macronutrient breakdown of the foods that you ate related to that post. And also, if you had if you worked out any type of muscle groups, you know, cardio, um, biceps, triceps, whatever muscle groups you work, you can attach that to the photo. And it's really simple, really clean. So it looks just like Instagram, except it has a few different buttons on it where you can see more details about the post to see you know, what it is that people did to their body or put in their body to, to, to get the result that they were showing off. So, Yeah, and, and I actually, I've downloaded the app myself and I, I've used it and it, it is really, it's really cool because, you know, I, you know, I take fitness very seriously. Like I, you know, I'm, I'm a certified personal trainer and a nutritionist and I help people with fitness. But when I saw this, I realized how much I wasn't tracking and the benefits of tracking all this stuff and being able to, you know, write in, you know, how much amino acids I'm taking, you know, before and after a workout, you know, tracking the groups I've hit and and actually, you know, the taking the picture aspect is a cool thing too, because you get to see, okay, after, after the workout, I'm looking this way, after eating this, I'm looking this way. And then also for those of you out there who are concerned with, you know, everybody seeing your pictures, there's a way, you know, I've made some of my posts private, so only I'm seeing the picture. Um, but it's just such a great way to track things. And it's, and like you said, it's super clean. And that's something that I was struggling with, with other apps, I would download an app, because I knew I needed to track this stuff. And it was just, it was overcomplicated. And so I, I'm really impressed with the way that you've made it as clean as it is. So everyone that's is interested in that, I'll obviously link to that in the show notes as well. Um, and so now, did, did Peak Physique come before Dominant Approach or was it the other way around? No, dom, Dominant Approach, so I went to school for marketing. I, my first business was Dominant Approach, which is a internet marketing company. So the idea for that was help small businesses to use the internet to get more leads to get more business and with that you know some of our clients were asking hey we need a website we need a wordpress site etc so i had to get developers that actually knew how to build the the websites and i really start i i learned then that i really like software i've always been interested in software because you get it's just so cool to be able to create something out of nothing you get an idea and you make it work make it mechanical out of software it's just it's like the closest thing to 3D printing that, 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 you know, is in the virtual world. You know, you yeah. can just anything that you want, you can just stand it up. So, um, at the same team that I use to create different pieces of software for dominant approach is the team that I use to create peak physique. It's just, we created it as a totally separate entity instead of it being like a product that dominant approach created. You know, I wanted to have it as its own separate business so that 
we can have its own marketing team, we can have its own investors, we can have its own um, corporate entity. So it is uh, a product of dominant approach, but um, as far as like business is concerned, it's its its own entity. Awesome, awesome. And so, you know, last question here before we get into the rapid fire portion of the show. What what is next for you? What's what's the one thing that that you're most passionate about right now, or that's coming up next? What what are you most looking forward to? <laughs> um, my passion lies in helping people to be independent in both health and wealth. And so there are some things that I'm doing on the health front to try and uh, help people to be independent of uh, you know the, the current medical system mm-hmm. and also um, encouraging people to be entrepreneurs. So I'm uh, involved in an organization called America Dream U that helps uh, helps business or helps veterans that are transitioning out of the military to become business owners. And uh, as you know, that's an organization we're very familiar with. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I I would like to be more involved with that, or even you know somehow help out veterans just that come to me on on my on their own, or it doesn't even just need to be veterans. I'm just very uh, very passionate about helping people to be independent. Um, so that's really what, you know, I, there are a few things that I'm kind of, I've gotten the works that I really don't want to talk too much of course, about of course. right now. But, um, uh, the biggest thing is I, I, I want to be happy, you know, so this is a lifestyle business. It started as a lifestyle business. It's going to continue to be a lifestyle business. So I want to just continue to focus on what's important, you know, my family and um, living my living my life and being able to travel and and uh, just smile. You know, there was a good period of time where all I cared about was business and all I worried about was business, and I don't I don't want to do that anymore. You know, so it's I think that just having that attitude, there will be some windfalls that come, but I'm just going to continue to um, stack up different assets. And try and have as many streams of income as possible in order to, you know, basically live whatever life I want to live. Yep. Man, that is that is the American dream right there. And actually, it's sadly, that isn't what people, when people think of the American dream, you know, it's it's different than that, even though that is like the most, the ultimate level of freedom. You know, I, Tony Robbins has a great um, definition for freedom. It's doing what you want to do, where you want to do it, with whomever you want to do it with, however you want to do it. I mean, it's literally the ultimate freedom, and that's exactly what you're describing. So, man, that's that is my goal as well, and I'm <laughs> I'm 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 hoping that I'm on my way there. But uh, thank you for sharing that, Thomas. And so with that, let's uh, let's get into the rapid fire portion here. So. When you think of success, who is the first person that comes to mind? Tim Ferriss. Tim Ferriss. And uh, it, just for, for what particular reason other than him giving you this, this lifestyle plan or, or at least planting the seed? Um, I just think he lives life on his own terms. He questions everything. And I think that it makes him very satisfied and, and it inspires a lot of people to, to do the same. Uh, I, I mean, it. And he's rich, he's wealthy, yeah, all of that is good, but I think that and he just he has the freedom to be able to manipulate his body however he wants for fun or for for uh for research or whatever mm-hmm. and I, and I just think that I really like that I think it's cool i, I mean i'm i'm a I'm a big fanboy of Tim Ferriss in every way, so yep, yep, me as well, and his his podcast is absolutely fantastic so um yep. 
what one book do you gift the most or would you recommend? Hmm. Well, I, the, the book that I recommend the most is, is Think and Grow Rich. I think it's a great book. I think it's like if you haven't read any self-development books or if you haven't read the one that changed your life, that's the one. Um, but I, I don't want to give an answer that everyone else gives. There's, you know, there's, I think that the biggest problem, the the biggest hole in our education system right now is the fact that we don't understand how to, to make money work for us. And Tony Robbins most recent book called money is a great one. It's a huge book. Um, but I think it's, you know, something that anyone who's ever, ever, anyone who ever wants to have any type of life and retirement and, and, and actually something that some life that they enjoy that could be fulfilling. They need to understand how to, um, have some control of their money outside of their company's 401k and other things that people tell them that they should be doing. They need, this is something that people should learn about themselves. So I'd say that book. Yep. Spot on, spot on. So other than this podcast, what one podcast would you recommend? Um, and it could be the Tim Ferriss show. <laughs> yeah, T- Tim Ferriss show is awesome. That's probably the number one. But there's another one by the guy, the CEO of Onnit, Aubrey. I can't remember his last name. Oh yeah, yeah, Aubrey Marcus. Yeah, I can't, and uh, I don't remember what the podcast is either. I don't. I think he just changed it. But it's um, that is an awesome podcast. I really like it. He talks about you know some things that are really hard for me to elaborate on. Really talk about you know just about um, you know topics that aren't really the the easiest to talk about as far as like monogamy and using psychedelic drugs for self-improvement and things like that so it's like you know a combination of joe rogan and tim ferris i think okay very cool yeah and actually i've never i've never heard that so i'll have to check that one out but yeah he's a he's definitely an interesting guy and the joe rogan show is is an awesome show as well so to imagine the combination of joe rogan and tim ferris it sounds like uh, it sounds like something i need to listen to yeah yeah you'll love it so now, if you had to pick one part of your daily routine to do for the rest of your life, if you couldn't do any other parts of your routine, what would the one part be? Oh, man. Um, do, I, do I still get to eat breakfast? Yeah, yes, you still that? get to eat breakfast. <laughs> um, I, I'd say meditation is the number one thing that, that um, helps me more than anything else. So I mean, being able to meditate in the morning is if, – if I could do nothing else, that would be it. Awesome. Awesome. And this kind of an off topic question here, but what is your favorite movie? Pulp Fiction. Pulp Fiction. That's the first time I've heard that. And that's, yeah. And it's funny. That's the first time I've heard that. And that's, that's such a classic movie. Are you, uh, are you looking forward to his upcoming movie that's coming out here in a a little bit? Yeah. Yeah. I'm always looking forward to the next Quentin Tarantino movie. Um, sometimes he like his politics are a little weird lately, but I still like all his blood and gore and and pin pushing women and all that is his humor too. But Pulp Fiction, I think is the number one, my my number one favorite. My dad's a big, big fan of, of Quentin Tarantino's. I think I watched that movie when I was, I don't even know, pretty young, but I've, I've watched it maybe like at least 25 times. So I love that movie. Awesome. Awesome. And, uh, so if you had to bring on another partner into your business and it had to be a professional athlete, who would it be? Conor McGregor. Conor McGregor. Awesome. Yes. Conor McGregor is the baddest dude on the planet right now. I, I think that 
no matter what. I think that your a strong mentality is something, and he just proved in his last fight that you cannot easily replace. So he, you know, not to mention his business sense and how he's turned the UFC's business model completely upside down in yeah. the way that they they deal with their their athletes. But just the fact that there isn't really much that he cannot accomplish as long as he puts his mind to it. So I would love to be a partner with that guy. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Me as well. So Thomas, that's, that kind of brings us to the end of the show here. So where can people find out more about you and what you're up to and your upcoming projects? Well, I've got a personal website. It's Thomas That's T Y P I N S K I. Um, and then, my company's website, so the web development, software development, and marketing website is dominantapproach.com. And, of course, the uh, Peak Physique Pro app is just peakphysiquepro.com. Perfect. Wonderful, wonderful. And uh, we, we always end the show with our guests sharing their favorite quote. So what is your favorite quote? Uh, let me think of it. It's by Henry Ford, and it's whether you think you can or you can't, you're right. I love it. I love it. That's spot on. Well, Thomas, thank you so much for being on the show today. We really appreciate you coming on and sharing all the insight and wisdom that you have. Yeah, thanks a lot. I really appreciate it, Philip. Thank you very much for having me on the show. It's a pleasure. And if you ever uh, need me to come back on, I'd be honored. Yep, and, and I'm sure we'll be we'll be having you back on very soon. Thank you so much. And guys, of course, uh, if you're looking for more information about the Yield Mastermind Group, you can find us at yieldmastermind.com on Facebook. Twitter and YouTube at Yield Mastermind, and then of course iTunes and Stitcher. Thank you guys for tuning in, and we'll see you next week.